Welcome to this episode of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. I'm Cindy Coaches. There is a backstory weaved into each book. To explore the creative process, I am sitting down with authors, writers, editors, publishers, and an array of creative souls to have a conversation centered around how we developed our stories to completing our works of art. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore mindsets, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences that began our journey as an author from the moment we put pen to paper. Christine Bucktel is an award-winning author. She has written Noteworthy Parenting, How to Use Your Own Ideas to Create Your Parenting Roadmap, and the complimentary journal Noteworthy Parenting Roadmap, a companion journal to note your best parenting plans. She is a former teacher and holds a master's in elementary education. During her years as a parent, she and her husband created notes and plans that they used on their journey as parents. (laughs) It became their most valuable parenting tool, a parenting plan. Kristen's passion is to inspire others to find, plan, and embrace their own unique ways of parenting. Kristen, it is so good to have you here. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to sit and chat with you today. (laughs) I am too. I am too. And you know, your website, I, of course, because I go exploring And I love how lighthearted it is and just, it's fun. And one thing that I absolutely adored and I thought, oh, why didn't I think of that is your illustration above your subscription box. And, (laughs) you know, are you doing all the illustrations on your website and, and in your book as well? Yes, those are all my illustrations. <laughs> yes. I love that illustration. So I noted that your book was published around the time that COVID was really kind of hitting hard. And as a, you know, an author of a book, we got to get the word out there. We got to tell people, hey, look what I've done. Look, you know, come buy my book, read my book you know, you're an award-winning author. So you did something right. <laughs> how, do you mind sharing how you you got out there and connected with, you know, with your readers and, and how you grew your audience? Sure, sure. Yes, that was a crazy time to launch a book. Um, as a matter of fact, as we talk today, it is exactly two years to the day is my book launch day was uh, my book launch day was uh, January 31st. So um, I'm celebrating with you today. Yes. Thank you very much. You are welcome. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't realize that till a, a little bit ago. But um, yeah, no, my plan was to, you know, go out and speak in schools and and with, you know, parenting groups. And of course, all of that got shut down. And some of the hardest hit people, I think, during the pandemic were parents. Um, They're trying to get their kids on Zoom and, you know, everybody was just overwhelmed and they're working and they're burned out. So, you know, it really wasn't a time to eat to really, uh, you know, try to get my 
my information out there via Zoom to parents either. So instead, I turned to my blog and social media and um, just continued to write blogs that I thought would help parents um, with activities and tips on how to take care of themselves and have stamina and take brain breaks just to help them survive in some way, shape, or form. Uh, in my neighborhood, I used a little chalkboard, like one of those restaurants, you know, tripod chalkboards. And every Wednesday, stuck it out in my yard with a different theme of activities for the neighborhood kids. And then I'd post that on social media to not only help kids in the neighborhood and families, but also, you know, people online. And honestly, just tag teaming and working with other authors is huge. My book lends itself to that because I don't tell people how to parent, but I tell them to take all the great information that's out there and create mm -hmm. their own plans. So it's a really fun, great opportunity to work with other people. We did some, uh, I've done some book giveaways. I've collaborated with other authors by exchanging books. And then I'll do, I call it parenting graffiti um, <laughs> for books. So going through and taking a parenting book and writing in it what you like and dog airing the pages. So I'll do a quick little video on that. That's kind of fun for the other author and put our books together. But yeah, it's a crazy time. And um, I'm still working in that mode, but now starting to plan, um, hopefully, by, you know, this summer or into next fall, being able to do some in-person fun uh, workshops with parents again. It'll be nice to be able to do the in-person. It has been very challenging. And it is one question that, that continues to pop up because so many people did launch. Well, let me rephrase that. You know, for two years, a lot of books have been published. And writers have been creative in trying to get their word out there. And some people are have found it over challenging. And so they've, they've kind of given up. And that breaks my heart, because, you know, I don't want anybody to ever give up. I get it. I understand why the the self defeat, the, you know, what's the point of this, and so on and so forth. But I love the fact that you were like, Oh, this ain't stopping me. I got to get more creative. <laughs> yeah. And, and I love that you put the sign out in the neighborhood and then took pictures of it. Oh, brilliant. You know, where do you come up with these ideas? Well, I think part of it is being a parent myself, you know, my kids are grown now, but, um, and also a former teacher, my heart goes out, my heart was out there for these parents. I mean, it was such a shock in the beginning of, of the shutdowns and, and it, it was so, such a surprise to everybody, but then it continued to linger on longer than we all expected. Mm -hmm. And it, um, it was fun. And honestly, um, I was at home with all, all three of my adult kids and my husband, my husband traveled every week and he was home and, and all of us, and they were busy doing things. And so it gave me a mission to help, you know, and, and what better way it's fun. It's fun to write about activities and things to, to help, you know, parents. It's, it's easy. It's not like I'm writing about algebra or something. So, you know, it, it's, it, you know, it brought me joy to put that out there and to, to help other people. And it was fun thinking about what I, what I was going to write next for the blog. 
you illustrated the books. Have you always enjoyed doing the creative touch? Um, or is this something that you decided to learn how to do before, um, you know, creating your book? Well, um, putting this book together, uh, writing it, and then illustrating it both were brand new adventures for me. So the, the mission of helping parents create their own instruction manual was what drove the very steep learning curve that I went on to, to do this. So a good friend of ours, she is a, a graphic, um, oh gosh, I can't think of it, a graphic designer. She, she goes in and draws um, during business meetings, Stra strategic illustrator. That's what she is. Oh, interesting. She goes in. Uh, yeah, she so the during business strategy meetings, she draws what they're thinking. And I'm I was fascinated by this. And also at the same time, um, sketch noting has been kind of a, you know, was kind of an up and coming thing. And I felt like in order to make this book a quick read for parents, so they could get to the nitty gritty of creating their own parenting plans, I wanted it to be a quick, easy read. Mm -hmm. And pictures are worth a thousand words. Oh, yes. So I practice drawing and, and there, you know, it's an ode to stick people a little bit, but um, I wanted it to be, um, have a vibe of, of, you know, parenting isn't about being perfect. And obviously these drawings are not perfect. Um, I want there, I wanted there to be a little humor, but a lot of information packed into the illustrations. So there's over 90 illustrations in the book. And uh, when I went to, uh, you know, hire people to help me get this book put together, a lot of people were, uh, didn't, didn't want to do that. That was too many illustrations for them to put together in the book along with the text. But fortunately, I found a great crew of people and they, they were like, nope, no problem at all. And they took those illustrations and, and helped me format the book. And, and so it nice. has been an adventure, I will say it was a fun, <laughs> a fun adventure, but a lot of learning and a lot of practice, a lot of paper was used. practicing. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but it sounds like you had so much fun doing it, though. I did. I really did. I, um, my, as I said earlier, my husband traveled a lot, so I would, you know, occasionally go with him and I'd have my sketchbooks with me, my pens, my pencils, and, and just practice constantly practice. That's fun. That that's really fun. Um, now with your years as a teacher, and then, uh, you have the four kids and then you have your grandkids. Did you pull your inspiration from, from them mostly, or was it from more like your students that you, you know, that's really inspired a, the book? A, it's a great question. The book actually came about because my husband and I, as our oldest was approaching middle school, um, I started worrying. I wasn't ready for her to be in middle school. I wasn't ready for those bigger issues. I was getting nervous. And we happened to be on a road trip and I was talking to my husband. We realized that he was raised a little different than I was raised. Not necessarily um, one way was better than another, but it was just the fact that we realized we weren't going to be on the same page with things. So mm -hmm. we started talking about, um, you know, our, what we wanted for our kids, our goals. 
different things that, um, you know, we felt were important to be on the same page for parenting, dating, et cetera. And we created this notebook and we had friends of ours that as issues would come up with them, we'd say, oh yeah, that's in our, our, our notes. And so they wanted to see the notes, not because we were experts in parenting, but because they wanted to create their own notebook. Mm -hmm. And also as a teacher, um, a parents would come in during conferences and they would maybe, you know, be struggling with a, a parenting issue and say, oh, I went to this class or I've read this book and I followed it to the T and, and it's not working. And after talking with them, we'd realized that maybe it was just one or two little things they, they might want to tweak. And, and then, then they were able to take off with that plan. So there was just um, kind of a need for uh, parents out there to realize you, you are the what your unique family, your unique parenting style um, is what you should instruct your kids with. Of course, there's so many awesome resources out there and, and use those by all means. Yes. But how do you put that together in a plan that is useful and helpful for you? So it was, it came from that realm. Um, I've never written a book. I've, I've never considered myself as a writer or an illustrator. Um, and it took a long time to pull it together, but it was, yes, it was fun in the process, very steep learning curve, but sometimes we just need to take things one step at a time. And I really tried to focus on that and not get too <laughs> overwhelmed by the, you know, all the moving parts. There are a lot of moving parts, that is for certain. So you you mentioned that you had a lot of steep learning curves. What were some of the things that kind of took you by surprise that, oh, I didn't realize I had to do that? <laughs> oh, um, well, first of all, I think uh, creating a platform, the author platform, as such an important piece to actually reach your audience, not just getting your book in in, into a bookstore or, or at having it at a workshop um, mm -hmm. that you have, you need to actually, you know, participate in that marketing piece of sharing what your book is about. So I, I think that starting that while I was still writing the book um, was a, an important piece. And I'm thankful I started it while I was writing the book rather than after I had finished it. Um, and then also the editing piece. I knew I was going to need a lot of help with editing, um, but I loved the way it was done in stages. So in the beginning, it was more of a, a structure uh, meetup that I would have with my editor, and we reworked some of the chapters and, and um, moved some of the bigger pieces. And then it really narrows down into, you know, the grammar and the, you know, specifics mm -hmm. as you move on. Um, so how many rounds I, I want to say it was probably even, and then proofing on top of it, it's, it's at least four to six rounds of proofing and editing that goes back and forth. Um, mm -hmm. my editor did comment that, you know, most people, they are very protective of their work and I was the opposite. I couldn't wait to put it on her lap to look, <laughs> you know, it, it, and there was something you do need a break from your own writing, I think. So there was that break while she looked at it before she gave it back to me. So, um, you know, that was, that was kind of a, a nice, uh, you know, break in, in between the, the parts and the pieces, but oh. and the editing took, was a lot more cumbersome than I expected. 
Well, and the, and the thing is, though, when you're reading the book and you're looking at it day after day after day and, and tweaking this and tweaking that, your, your mind sees it in a specific way, how you assume, you know, your voice is being portrayed. And then when you walk away from it, um, you know, for a period of time, and then you come back and it's like, who was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that did happen. <laughs> it's like, why did I put that there? And wait a minute, is that really the tone of voice I want to use? So yeah, it, it is good to to break away from from that. So with your with your marketing, then, um, obviously, you said you you're, you were going through social media. Are you doing this, you know, yourself? Or do you have someone helping you to kind of come up with these different ideas? And because the reason that I asked this is because of the fact that just before we hit the record button, we took our cell phones. Well, you said, let me take a picture. Do you mind if I take a picture and put it on Instagram and I'll post it up there just before the podcast launch for, you know, as a, a pre-marketing element. And I'm like, why? This, you know, I just published the, or broadcast, I guess it's broadcasting the 50th episode of pen to paper press podcast. And it's like, why haven't I thought about that? You know, I've got all of these great people that I'm speaking with. Why didn't I think to, you know, Hey, do you mind if I take a picture? I'm like, <laughs> brilliant. You know, where are you coming up with these brilliant ideas? Is this like, you're just, it just comes to you or are you researching? Where are you getting these insights? <laughs> Um, I all of the above. I um, I would say you know uh, things like the chalkboard in the neighborhood. That was just something that came you know came to me. I thought it would be fun because everyone was out walking in the neighborhood. You'd see these pods of families walking down the street, you know, because everyone was trying to get out and get fresh air while yes. we were locked up. So that that you know was one way. But um, as far as the, the taking the picture ahead of time, I've just seen other accounts do it. I think as a teacher, it, we always, you know, uh, use the saying, it, you know, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel necessarily. If some lesson or idea that another teacher is doing is really working well, you know, sure, tweak it and make it your own, but mm -hmm. by all, you know, use that, um, you know, as a time saver. And so I watch what other accounts are doing. Again, that collaborative piece is so important. Um, you know, I've seen other accounts uh, take pictures before they've done their podcast and promote it, even though that podcast may not go live for a couple of weeks, it kind of teases out what's coming. Um, it's just fun. It's fun to see what other accounts do as far as, you know, maybe taking polls or asking questions or getting engagement um, and, and dabbling. You've got to experiment. I mean, uh, in the beginning, making certain videos and things, it's awkward, it's hard, it's, you know, didn't quite turn out as you wanted, or whatever that may be. But if you don't dive in and try it, you know, you'll never kind of make that progress towards, you know, creating those things and, and getting the, the stuff out there. But I have watched plenty of YouTube videos, I have taken 
classes, um, you know, online. Um, I belong to the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, and they offer lots of tips. Um, they have monthly, you know, meetings you can attend. So I'd recommend all those things. However, you can go down the rabbit hole so deeply with a million ideas <laughs> that you don't get started and do them. So, you know, you just, I've done that too. You just have to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to do these three things or four things and I'm going to run with that and, and, and do that. So cheating and using other people's ideas really helps a lot. <laughs> well, and you can, so like you said, so easily rabbit hole into this, oh, this is a great idea. What else is out there? You know, and looking all this stuff up that, it begins to become a, a form of procrastination. Oh, I got to look this stuff up before I can do X, Y, Z. So we could really, yes, use that as a procrastination tool. <laughs> because you're a teacher, you're used to working by, um, by a schedule, by blocks of time, and, you know, plotting things out in a strategic manner. Did you encounter procrastination? Yes. Well, you know, you would think that as a former teacher, I would be a very <laughs> organized person. Um, I actually job shared uh, for the last three years, I taught in a first grade classroom with um, another lady and she, we were the odd couple. She was very organized and neat, and I was always the creative kind of hot mess in the background. <laughs> so um, we are dear friends to this day, and um, you know, God bless her. She's—I <laughs> didn't drive her too crazy, but um, maybe I did. But um, so <laughs> I would say in the beginning, for me, there was a lot of procrastination, and part of it was because I didn't really know how to proceed. I didn't know, is it more important to have an outline or just write things down? And, and I did hear that in your 50th episode, um, is, you know, the talk about, you know, is there always a perfect way to do it? And there's really not, you just got to dive in. And so, um, you know, once I enlisted help from an editor, and I did have deadlines that helped me a lot mm -hmm. to get this project done. And so I really did need to hire help to give me those parameters and deadlines and, and kind of hold my hand through the process of taking what was in my head and putting it into the book. And having that, even if it's not an editor, but an accountability partner, somebody that you have to check in with and you have to not lie <laughs> and say, yeah, nope, I didn't write today. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> that's a great idea. That's what I could have really used. Yes. <laughs> it does help. I mean, having that accountability person that just you check in with, whether it's once a week, I, I have friends that have the accountability partner that they meet once like once a day 
where they do a once a day check-in and I'm like, uh, I, I, I have too many balls in the air that I'm juggling. There's no way I can, because I'm not a short talker. I'm somebody who would be like, so how are you doing? So how are the kids? You know, what's going on? Tell me about blah. So, or I'll start telling that, you know, oversharing my stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't think a, on a daily basis I could do it, but once a week uh, has worked for me in the past. I used to have a writer's group that I used to meet it was a group of, well, initially there was five of us, and then it went down to four. One gal had some stuff come up, and she wasn't able to join us. But we met every week, and we went through, uh, you know, our book and, and where we were and, and if we had questions. And that was actually part of what sparked, because I have a writer's circle, and that was part of what inspired that, because it was like... I didn't see that in the arena that I was in. It has, yeah. Proved to be, yeah, it has proved to be beneficial and it does help with that procrastination kind of sort of <laughs> sometimes. Okay. So. <laughs> yes. And, and it's probably okay to have a little bit of procrastination, you know, because we, we might need to, marinate on things a little bit but yeah I think the writer's circle idea is fantastic that that's I, I need those people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so and then when you were at the very beginning you were talking about the zoom and everybody getting acclimated to um, you know parents and 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 children learning how to even function with zoom I you know for some people, it's very complicated. And I love how you worded the phrase brain break. That's what we all need. And we do need to walk away from our screens here and there and whenever we can. Um, me, who works on a computer, that's not always so easy. But I do have a dog that needs to go outside every once in a while. So I get that brain break. <laughs> So with, with your writing and your editing, when it came time to publishing your book, now, did you decide to self-publish or did you go after the avenues of having a, a hybrid publisher or a, one of the big named publishers to guide you on this journey? You know, I, I was so overwhelmed by even reaching out to a publisher that I, I took on this task as becoming self-published from the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and I did end up hiring somewhat of, I, you might call it a hybrid company. Um, and the woman that runs the company, she went through this process and she um, had a, a horrible experience and decided to start her own business. So she helped you through it, but you have all the rights to your book, et cetera. And mm -hmm. a lot of, and, and the creative license, I think because I had so many sketches and, and different things, I wanted this book to be somewhat of a workbook on the inside as well. Mm -hmm. um, she, you know, she helped out with that and guided me all the way through, but I still remained, you know, kind of in charge of 
choosing which book cover and how I liked things. And, and she'd say, well, you know, you might not want to do this piece because it, you know, um, that, you know, that, that book cover won't be as effective versus something else. I mean, you know, it was really great. And there was a team of people. So there's a team of people to work with. And I think that was the best way to get my feet wet, you know, Mm -hmm. um, was to have that guidance because that helped me learn if I would have gone with a publisher, which would have been awesome too. I I just didn't really even know how to get my foot in the door uh, with that process. Um, But it, I learned so much by actually having to make those decisions with them and and it was a great way to, um, you know, learn about putting a book together and unbelievable uh, how many pieces and moving parts there are, as, as you, you know, well know. Um, and so I was appreciative of that and the guidance with, you know, uh, marketing and networking and recommending those, those types of things. So um, it, it was a hard decision, but it was what I just didn't know. I, I really just didn't know, you know, being a first timer, mm-hmm. uh, which direction I should really go. <laughs> <laughs> and that is something that we all face because it's like, am I making the right decision? How did so-and-so did it? Did it work for them? Did it not work for them? How can I do it differently? How can I do it better? And like you said, not going through and trying to invent a new wheel um, or another object to roll down a hill. So, (laughs) so out of curiosity, because I, I was speaking with, with someone and they're new to the whole writing experience and they're under the assumption that she's gotten the draft done. She's about to get it edited. And she's thinking that, in in less than a month that she can publish a book and I'm like you might want to add some more time to your frame because I think you've underestimated how long it takes for you once you got to where you felt comfortable that my book is done I have this beautiful work of art in my hands this is phenomenal from that point to actually having the the printed copies in your hand and having said I'm a published author (laughs) (laughs) how much time was elapsed between you know oh I have this piece that's ready to go oh I I would look back and I and it may be skewed because there's been a couple years now um but you know after I had done the editing piece and we moved to the proofing. There was maybe two steps in, in that process. So let's say from, from proofing it to actually having it in my hand was probably a good four to six months because the proofer took it. Then I got it back and I had to go through and read it again. And then there was a few mistakes and things that we hadn't caught. And, and so then we fixed those and then did it again. Um, it, I would say it, it took about that amount of time. And also there was a lot of formatting with um, all the sketches that I have in there, but yeah, it, it was longer than I had anticipated too. I really thought it would have been a much quicker process. I think I hired the editor in March and I actually held it in my hand in December of 2019, but we released it uh, in January of 2020. 
So it it is a long, it's a long wait for that because you're so excited. You're so yes. excited to get that in your hand and, and to wait for that as it, as it gets closer, it, it's just, um, it's like, almost like having a baby, you know, you, you've waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and, and finally the day comes, but no, you're right. It's, it's going to be longer than the month, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, you know, so several people on here, um, moms, especially have said, I birthed the book. <laughs> and, it's, and it's always with a, <sighs> with a sigh of relief, like I did it. <laughs> yes. It was a long, hard process, but I did it. <laughs> and look what I have. <laughs> yes, it, 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 it feels a lot like that. It, when that book showed up it, and I was able to hold it in my hand, it was, it, it was a, a very, you're just elated. You're, it, it was such a process. You, I honestly couldn't believe I did it. I, I couldn't believe I did it, but holding it in your hand makes it real. Oh, yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> because it's like, I did this. Yay. And, you know, it's, I've, I've had friends that have done a, like a, a Facebook live when opening up their, their box that they just got from wherever they got it published at. And, and always the reaction, I mean, it, it doesn't matter if it's their first book, if it's their second book, their third book, their reactions are always the same. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like, oh my, I did this. Oh my God. I can't believe this. And usually tears are involved. <laughs> tears of joy. That is. <laughs> Not to yes. say, oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my God, what did I do this for? No, no. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen. I hope. <laughs> Unless. No. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go I, ahead. Was, I was just going to say that must be awesome to be a part of that, you know, over and over again, you know, to see the authors have that moment. That, that's got to be an amazing thing. Yeah. Well, I belong to several. Uh, programs or Facebook groups that, you know, are with authors, by authors, and, and so forth. And I, a lot of my friends are authors. And so, yes, it's, it's really interesting to see the reactions. And, you know, it is, it's, it's a very unique experience. See, isn't it so fun to have authors speak? I mean, going back and forth and talking about books and, and this is just, it, it's, it's such a great podcast and it's such a great way for people that are writing their books. And, and, and I remember being in the muck of that and, and just thinking, will I ever get there? And then, you know, now I'm talking with you and it, and it's so fun. It's, it's fun to talk about, you know, what your book is about, how you get there, that's, it's just awesome. Well, and it reminds not only the person who's gone through it, but the one that's going through it, that I can keep going, I can keep going, they did it, I can do it. You know, it just helps to keep reinforcing that everybody thinks at some point, what did I get myself into? And holy moly, do I really want to keep going with this? You know, and, and then they'll step away from it. You know, they'll give up. They'll step away from it for a little bit. And then something inside of them is like, 
this is fun remember and then it's like there's that little gnawing that says you gotta finish the book <laughs> yes so, so do you have other books that you're working on you know i have a in my head i have a few ideas um uh of of taking you know the the general theme of of creating a parenting roadmap and actually um taking it a step further um with uh, more detail and instruction uh, in a little bit different format than what i have i have some notes and that's as far as i've gotten um so it's there and, and exactly what you just said you know it's sitting there <laughs> waiting for me <laughs> to uh come back to it and um you know and and start moving forward with more of a plan and then reaching out for again for help <laughs> and now i know i need you know i'll need a, a buddy to to keep me on track a little better maybe i'll get it you know done a little quicker than than the first time but you know those those ideas are out there and and i think it's you know it's one of those things where you do need to have a little for me uh, not everybody some people don't need this but i need a little time in between to mm -hmm. you know have that breath and uh, before uh, getting my head you know sitting my buns down in the chair head down and focus um again so uh yes waiting there now i'm going to go work on that this afternoon because you mentioned that so, <laughs> you could be the reason I start up again. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And if, and if, uh, you know, four hours into it, you're like, oh, that's Cindy and start cursing me out. I'm going to still sit here with a smile on my face going, you're welcome. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yes. <laughs> sometimes we need that. And, you know, it's, it's easy to say I'm a writer. It's another thing to actually write. Been there, done that, rode that pony. Actually, I'm still writing that pony because I have a handful. I have a handful of books that I've started. I have two memoirs that I've started. Um, one got precursed um with the death of my son and then that's the second memoir that i'm working on and i rabbit hold and i had to i had to set that aside um because it was yeah bad i have another novel that's completed it'll probably never ever ever see a printing press because it goes nowhere it was fun for me to write it but I have when I look back at it it's like what's the point of the story so that one will never see a printing press and then I have a couple more but they're on a computer that um, I can't access so is there anything that you would like to a piece of um, or a pearl of wisdom that you would like to share with somebody out there who is like Oh, do I really want to keep going? What would be something that you would say to them? Well, yes, keep going. Um, and I think what I would like to share is um, it, my book. I the the quote I use a lot of times with my book is parenting is not about perfection. It's about the power in your plan. And I would say that about being an author. 
it's not about perfection. It's, it's about more the power of sticking to it and getting to the end. It's, it's, you know, in using, um, you know, getting helpers along the way. And maybe if you need to take a little break, take that little break. It's not about a perfect path, a perfect outline. Um, but it's about just diving in and doing it. I, I was so worried about the fact that, um, you know, I, I'm not great with grammar. I'm not great with spelling. I don't draw. And here, you know, I made it through. I, I did have to get help and, and, um, you know, get to the point where it's actually a published work, but yeah, it's not about being perfect. And I think that really keeps us in the mud sometimes is we're embarrassed Mm -hmm. or we aren't sure, you know, somebody may think that, you know, I thought, you know, they may think I'm illiterate and they'll be glad I was out of the classroom because, you know, they'll look at my grammar and say, what, (laughs) what is this woman thinking and what is she writing? Um, But that own, uh, you know, my own ego was getting, you know, was getting in the way with that. And so sometimes we just have to let other people in and, um, roll, roll forward with it to get it done. So, so don't worry about being perfect. Set that ego to the side um, and go, go, go. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't even think about that, but being a teacher, there is that expectation that all your I's are dotted, all your T's are crossed, all your periods are in the right place, and you have used a semicolon where a semicolon should be used. <laughs> yes. And, you know, when you teach first grade writers, there, you know, there's not, it's very it's basic. We're just getting the sounds out in, in the words. And so when you live your life in that realm, too, you know, you, you have forgotten a lot of those other those other things, you know, when you're outside of the grammar class that you used to have, unless you're, a, you know, a, a writer daily, you know, you, you aren't always thinking about those things. So you're like, Oh, is it this? Is it that? And where do I go find the information for that? And yeah, it, there was a little pressure there. For sure. <laughs> well, because yeah, when, when somebody says, Oh yeah, I've got a master's in education, they immediately think, Ooh, she's smart. She knows all the answers. Yeah. <laughs> but what they now forget everyone, <laughs> everyone knows the truth now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but you know, you're human. You're yeah. human, and we are meant to be imperfectly perfect, or perfectly imperfect. However, you want to put the two words together. <laughs> that's that's just how we're meant to be. We're if we were all perfect and all the same boring (laughs) we would all be so so boring (laughs) the fact that we're all different and we have different opinions you know that makes it interesting and fun absolutely (laughs) and it's our it's our perception whether or not to look at it as like interesting haha or interesting like ooh. (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) yes you don't want to go there. Nope. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you, Kristen, for being here, for for being an educator, because you're right, especially this time, you know, this I don't even know what to call this period of time that we're in. I I, I don't think there's the right adjectives for it. 
for the teachers that are out there slugging their way through this, trying to make sense and trying to make education fun and all of that, you know, my hat is off to, to everyone in the education system trying their best to help the children and, and the teenagers. Oh, I, I can't imagine. I know it's hard on, on the younger kids, but I cannot imagine what it's got to be like for the teenagers who are being isolated away from their friends, from the social interactions. Uh, I can imagine that it's extremely difficult on everybody involved, so. Oh, I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's, I think it's been a rough go and, and um, eventually, you know, we'll, we'll work our way through this, but uh, we're not done with it yet. And they just all keep fighting through. So um, yes, hats off to all of them for sure totally agree yes so thank you for being here on the podcast i have truly enjoyed our our conversation and again the illustrations on your website your website is very very fun and go ahead and tell people what your website is sure noteworthyparenting.com so come and visit me and thank you for having me today this was so much fun I I had a great time you are welcome thank you and and I do I love the graphic that you have above your your sign up uh for your newsletter that is awesome thank you (laughs) thank you so much you're welcome Before we end our time together, I'd like to say thank you for listening to my conversation with Kristen Bucktell. To access her website and purchase the books she has written, visit pentopaperpress.com backslash podcast and select the show notes page for this episode. What is the one takeaway you received from this conversation? Share with us on the show notes page how you held yourself accountable to publishing your book. What impact has a writer circle had on the book you're writing? This episode is sponsored by Women Health Circle. It is a transformational online health community for women. I'm a member of Rachel Kiefer's group coaching program, and I love her approach to nurturing our precious bodies. To learn more, visit healthnotgirl.com. Again, that website is healthnotgirl.com. To receive future episodes in your inbox, subscribe to the newsletter and follow the podcast on your favorite podcast application. You are invited to share your favorite episodes with individuals who you feel will resonate with the content. Take care, and until next time, keep your pen to paper and write. Your words have power, and your story matters. Bye for now.